of Midlothian are the greatest football team that has ever walked the earth. Discuss Robert Borthwick. I don't think there's anything to discuss. You've just uh, hit me with a complete truth bullet. Absolute facts. Anyone who was at Tynecastle for our 4-1, four, four, four goals to one goal. Yep, that was, the, that was the score. That was the result. Four, four entire goals to <laughs> one measly little goal. <laughs> victory against Falkirk will be in no doubt that nobody has ever passed the ball as well, created as many chances, just generally been as fucking magic as this incarnation of Heart of Midlothian Football Club. Welcome to the We Have No Cares podcast. I'm Nicol Hay, that's Robert Porthwick. Hello. And we're still we're still quivering in moist lumps of delighted matter. And I would say some of us are still fairly drunk. <laughs> Well, it's good to make sure everybody's aware of that. Indies. Well, we'll leave it up to the audience to decide which one of us is the drunk one, Robert. <laughs> so, um, well, Christ, what a game. What a game that was. Uh, we'll get the um, the brief housekeeping notes uh, out of the way first. Uh, before that titanic display at Town Castle, uh, yep. there was a League Cup tie against uh, Stenhouse Muir. Yep. Which... Um, Robbie Nielsen seems to not hate the League Cup quite as much as he hates the Petrofac. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, it's only 70% hatred of this certain competition, whereas it's 100% with the Petrofac. Um, well, and that, that, that little margin was enough for him to put out uh, players like Osman So and uh, for us to record a, a, an uncomplicated 2-1 victory. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. You know, it's, the job was done at 2-0, I think. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, again, wasn't there. <laughs> nope. uh, but I know Stenhouse Muir came back into it a little bit, you know, got their goal back and stuff like that. But, you know, it's um, a professional win. I think we'll we'll we'll, dev- we'll devote very little time to the Stenhouse Muir game, partly because neither is there, partly because there's not much to say. From what I pieced together from people who were there and from the highlights, it was kind of just shooting practice until we got 2-0 up and then... Uh, jogging practice for much of the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's obviously, I mean, there's there's good things to take out of it, like Gary Oliver getting on the score sheet again, mm-hmm. for example. You know, it's it's good to see that he is, you know, taking his chance. Um, well, when he gets his chance, he's taking them. Um, so yeah, no, it's positives to be taken. Lee Hollis did play again. He did. He's now got two appearances in a Hearts jersey. Well, um, well, so you know. Well, well. No, if, no, keep talking, Robert. I just need to work through this myself. Well, if, every silver lining has a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll quite hopefully never ever play for Hearts ever again, so that's... Fingers are crossed. <laughs> Fingers are crossed. And he didn't cost us anything ridiculous in this game. He wasn't at fault for the goals. So. No, but apparently did okay against Stenhouse Muir. <laughs> congratulations, Lee Hollis. Congratulations on finding your level. <laughs> um, congratulations, Kevin McHattie, for... Uh, Bursting in a raker. More about the delightful Kevin McHattie later. Yes. But yes, we march on to the next round of the League Cup against probably another Diddy team that will roll over, right, Rob? Yep. Sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tancastle on Saturday. A game at Tancastle at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. There's a novelty. Yes. This season. Quite lovely. Quite lovely. And uh, lovely weather. Packed full house. Full house for a game against Falkirk. Sixteen and a half thousand. You know, Scottish football is doomed. Scottish football is doomed without a strong old firm. Armour fucking Geddon. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. It, it's almost like, you know, punters just aren't interested in teams playing 
decent football and having a chance of winning and just generally things being positive. You yeah, know? and also great to see how, um, the amount of Falkirk fans there. They took a very, very good following. So. Falkirk are a very good, well-supported team anyway. I think that, that even so, when yeah. they're in, down in that division, they're one of the... I'd say they're one of the the grand clubs of Scotland. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, I'd even go as far as to say I have a soft spot for them if it wasn't for Peter Houston, who I just despise irrationally. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Not got a lot of time for him. <laughs> I, I think he, I think he's fine. Well, you know, good for you. I, I, I just don't like him. I can't. Great. Wow. Yep. That's on that bombshell. <laughs> um, so for the first sort of. 10 or so minutes of this game I was quite worried actually that we wouldn't have much to talk about in this podcast because very little happened yeah there, there wasn't there wasn't much um, in the way of flowing football or anything like that I think both teams have sort of felt their way into it uh, well uh, Simon who uh, sat next to me made a very telling observation that in all of our games this season, we haven't started very quickly at all. Yeah. It's almost like we need to take that sort of 10 or 20 minutes in each game to remember, so, wait, wait, wait a minute, we're brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> we're much, much better than this other team. Yeah. And I think, to be fair, we were also maybe a little bit cautious after Falkirk put up a, a very good display in the first sort of 70 or so minutes of their game against Rangers, and then... And then beaten Hibernian. Well, to be fair, to be fair, that that would be funny if it wasn't just so normal now. <laughs> <laughs> they they just love getting beat. It's it's quite lovely, quite lovely. Oh yeah. Well, we might talk about Hibernian later on. Nah. It's a bit. Li- no. No. Oh right. <laughs> well, well, apparently not. I'll just tick that off of the agenda there. That's uh, all my careful Hibernian research that I've done. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the, the first sort of meaningful event of the game was a very very touching tribute to young uh, Robbie McDonald yeah. yeah sadly sadly passed away it was it was great to see you know all four stands observing it both benches observing it as well so obviously they read the, the, the word was spread very mm. well so as you know hopefully his, his family can can take something from that yeah um, and and uh, shortly after that very very moving and uh, well-observed applause uh, died down uh, Hart Midlothian took a corner uh, Billy King, I believe, floated it over. Uh, Jamie McDonald got distracted by a butterfly or something like that. Or... Yeah, he didn't cover himself in glory. <laughs> no, it, which is a shame because he had a, a very, very good game on his return to Town Castle generally. But at yeah. that moment, he was found wanting and not finding Jordan McGee, who was found in space. Yes, no one was finding Jordan McGee, apparently. <laughs> He's quite tall. You can see him. Mm-hmm. He's got a very distinctive uh, sleeve tattoo and uh, proto beard. Yeah, you know? <laughs> indeed. Yes. Um, if you were conducting a manhunt for him, he would be tracked down within moments. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in that uh, vast acre of uh, penalty box, he was completely unmarked and hit, jumped up, and nodded in a very, very simple opening goal. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you know we we discussed in the the first episode, uh, the Rangers episode, that is. It's good to see him getting forward because mm-hmm. that's what he didn't do uh, last year. Maybe you know, maybe he was told to. Maybe he was just a wee bit nervous, lack of confidence. In this game, throughout the game, I thought Jordan was fantastic. He was bombing forward. He was getting up. They were supporting, and you know, it was great. He got another goal. Fantastic. Yeah, I think well, this is the sort of game where he'll have the the freedom to bomb forwards. But obviously, that goal was a set piece rather yeah. than you know, yeah, like a, yeah, absolutely, a bit of play. But um. It, that's the one thing that you do get from uh, having a centre half playing at right back, you know, a bit more threat at set pieces. <laughs> that said, it's not like our our uh, first choice right back is uh, a <laughs> tiny little man who doesn't win headers. He's pish in the air. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Yeah, so that settled a lot of nerves, I thought, um, that sort of made it feel like, all right, well, maybe we're going to be okay. And as the game developed, I kind of felt like at this point, um, I really noticed this This was the first game that really felt to me like it was being in the championship. Obviously, I did miss the Wraith game, but the, the thing that I really noticed is that um, Falkirk were getting away with quite a lot of championship challenges like yeah. you know centre half being like not too slow to deal with this I think we'll just give you a wee push yeah <laughs> get out my way <laughs> yeah um, and they, they seem to well either be getting away with them or, or not being booked well I, I felt that players weren't really being booked and then I noticed after the game actually six Falkirk players <laughs> got booked it was one of them Alan Maybury by any chance <laughs> yes one of them was Alan Maybury do you know how he got booked do you know what he did to earn that particular booking uh, well I, th- I believe I remember it was right in front of me actually in section G um, I believe Sam Nicholson took the cunt <laughs> yes um, he uh, spun on the ball quite wonderfully and Alan Mabry didn't know what day of the week it was yeah uh, Sam Nicholson reached out with his talons and ripped every inch of pish <laughs> straight out of the uh, Alan Mabry he was a dry husk afterwards uh, interesting that he tried to make the challenge on uh, Sam while looking in utterly the opposite direction that's how contorted his spine was <laughs> It's a shame for Alan Mabry. I liked him when he was a Hearts player, but really he was finished two years ago and then tellingly still managed to find gainful employment at Hibs. <laughs> yes. Uh, I liked Alan Mabry when he was at Hearts and that's basically where that ends. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do much after that. No. Um, yeah, and that, that w- there was a penalty. Yes, there was. Uh, I think the whole stand was waiting for Prince to step up and, and lash it home, but he didn't. No. Three-goal hero from Wraith, uh, James Keatings, took command of the ball, confidently placed it on the spot, stepped up, and then dribbled something. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe, you know, in the industry, at the, the Tune School of Excellence, they call that a complete shanner. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't wasn't great. Uh, you know, don't take away from from our, our good friend, Jamie McDonald, who, who had to make the save, and his, his follow-up save was fantastic as well. The thing that I loved the most about this was the desire of Billy King to get in the right position, first and foremost. But he had six bodies in front of him mm-hmm. when he hit that shot. He had a very, very narrow corridor to hit it into. And it was inch perfect. It was a great finish. He found that aperture. He did. And he threaded right through it. He did. He did. <laughs> um, yeah. And after that, I mean, that was the game one, I think, really. You could see Falkirk basically give up at that point. Yeah. I mean, they, they weren't ever really in it to be honest with you but get, getting the two goal margin killed the game off a wee bit but that's when you'd expect you know maybe a team to, to to calm down a bit you know just play the ball about pass it about we did that and more we absolutely tore through them on numerous occasions James Keaton's I thought was phenomenal on the day his movement mm. off the ball is is fantastic and that's how we got our, our third goal which for me was the best goal of the day uh, yeah absolutely I mean well just before this we'd been treated to quite a number of uh, excellent moves. If you look at the extended highlights which are on Hearts TV, you'll see towards the end of the first half, just before the third goal, there is a sequence of at least two, three minutes where it comprises of about three Hearts attacks where we sort of wade forward, uh, Gomez making ridiculous turns to get away from like two or three markers, uh, spreading the ball wide, bringing it in, Osman so having outrageous flicks on the on the corner of the box, overlapping runs from Keatings and Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, one moment, my favourite moment of the entire game, uh, Kevin McCatty's nonchalant flick. Yes. <laughs> to uh, release Billy King on the left. It's ludicrous stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but then every time, like you know, like the move would break down, Falkirk would maybe get possession back for like two or three passes. We'd recover it, we'd recycle, we'd go back, um, and then there was, a, and then when they went back forward again, the movement had all changed, and now whereas like in the in a move like not thirty seconds earlier, Billy King had been on the left wing. Now Osman So was on the left wing because Billy had made a run inside to drag a marker out of position. And that that to be fair, that that led to my favourite part of the game when Osman So picked the ball up on the left. Looked up and noticed that he was standing next to Alan Mabry and went, <laughs> fuck off, <laughs> and just basically waltzed past him and put in a phenomenal ball into the middle. Yeah, well, um, Osman so noticed he was standing next to Alan Mabry and thought, well, maybe I shouldn't be standing next to Alan Mabry anymore. <laughs> yes. Left him. Uh, that ball went right away across the, the face of the goal with no takers, but ended up with Billy King now on the right of midfield, uh, who did an absolutely ridiculous chip pass into the path of Jordan McGee. Yeah. Oh, all, of, all of it, like... I think if you record the sound of Tynecastle just generally this season and just average out to find the most popular noise from the crowd this season, it'll be growing men going, oh, oh, oh God. It it will be called the Vinegar Dome because that is is the state of mind that we'll all be in. But yes, as you were saying, that did lead to the third goal. Talk us through it, Robert. Talk us through it. It was just everything about it um, I think it was Danny Wilson won the ball at the back and gave it to uh, Aleem who I thought Aleem probably put in his best performance for us Certainly. to date uh, unfortunately he got a wee a wee tight hammy and had to come off but precaution that's you know up you know, I, I, I think I think in it a was the right game, thing well, I don't think he did have to come off I think in a tighter game he wouldn't have come off but you know yeah absolutely but yeah no totally but I mean um, him picking it up playing it into the midfield for um, I think it was Gomez he played yeah, it into mm-hmm, yeah. and just you can see it on the highlights, but I saw it at the game as well. The movement. James Keaton's basically just dropping off, going out wide. Billy King from the left wing position that he was in at that time, mm-hmm. darting into the box, almost replacing Keating's. You know, yep. that, that's the thing, it's fluid. They know where each other's meant to be. Keaton's acres of space on the left, but the delivery, the ball in, absolutely inch perfect. Very, very hard to defend. And, you know, Billy headed it in. It was. It was wait, 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 Billy did what? Yeah, Billy. Billy King header the ball. Wait, 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 wait. I shit you not. What? Yes. His he... head. That tiny little man. Yeah. <laughs> with, his, with his tiny little head. Yeah. Knocked yeah. the ball into that massive big goal. His wee ice gem haircut. <laughs> 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 no, it was just everything about the goal was fantastic. It was, that's when I basically noticed the comparisons people were making from the Wraith game. Mm. It's almost like the Burley team. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that's that's very similar to um, the goal that that springs to mind is Rudy Scatchel's goal in the mm-hmm. first derby under Burley, um, yeah. and the, you know the movement going through. I think it was actually Robbie Nielsen that started that move, <laughs> and you know going straight through the middle, ending up with a, a wee ball out wide. It's it's just fantastic football. It's it's amazing to watch, and I have, I'll be honest here, I have had sex before, and I think that was better. I would say compared to the Burley team, the Burley team was obviously much more direct. Like the the game plan under the Burley team was just to blitz people stupid in the first half hour and then take it easy for sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah. This is much more possession based. I think this is based much more from the point of view that we have smaller players generally and yeah. perhaps not quite as lethal players. Though and that's maybe not the word I'm looking for because Osman So is just. Yeah. so ridiculous yeah. but yeah this is the right game plan for this team and it's so sustainable it's so replicable Yeah, I appreciate we were playing Falkirk today and their 
pressing is not of the highest standard. No, no. But, I mean, we all, when we looked at the fixture list at the start of the season, we knew that our first four fixtures were theoretically the four hardest games that we will play in this, you know, opening quarter, this round of fixtures. Yeah. And we, well, not sailed through them exactly because there were some hairy moments against Hibs and the... And Rangers, but we've looked very, very, very competent. Yeah. And many, many people have said that that first 45 minutes was by far the best performance they've seen since 2005, and I don't think you can argue it. No. As I said, the football was just incredible. We absolutely, you know, you say we walked into the game, and we kind of did. We didn't absolutely go hell for leather straight from the off, but even... The slower stuff, Gomez, everyone getting a touch of the ball, everyone feeling their way into the game. It just escalated very quickly into what was an absolutely magnificent 45 minutes. And it, it really it really was quite stunning. So inevitably the second 45 minutes didn't quite live up to that. No. We had some occasions uh, in the first 10 minutes. So the a personal highlight was watching Falkirk do the Jamie Hamill kickoff. <laughs> Do you know what? Guess what? Like somebody just sort of pointed out to Jamie Hamill and just pointed. So you know that they, they did your routine. Guess what? It didn't work. Just like every fucking time you tried it, Jamie. What were you doing, Jamie? Oh, I'm not going to get annoyed. I'm not going to upset. He's gone. He's gone. We've got Morgaro now. Yes. <laughs> so yes, we do. It's. I, I can tell it's still raw emotion for you, <laughs> speaking about Mr. Hamill. But yeah, no, it's. It was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. I mean the more significant uh, aspects of the second half. Prince with a ridiculous rush of blood to the head, a studs up challenge from behind when we're 3-0 up. Absolutely no reason to do it. Yeah. Um, straight red, and I don't think anyone could possibly complain. See, at, at the game, from my position, from my angle, I didn't think it was a straight red tackle. I've seen it on the highlights, and you can't defend it. I don't know... I don't really know what he was doing. It wasn't a you know a career threatener, no. you know nothing like that. It wasn't. It's not particularly There wasn't dangerous. much force in it, yeah. but he's he's gone over the ball. He's gone in with his studs. It's just daft. It was really daft because I, I thought he had a great game again up until that point. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, uh, him and Gomez, while being integral, were sort of secondary to like the movement and just the the sheer orgasmic nature of the front four. And Kevin McHattie, actually, who I thought was probably our standout player in the first half, which is weird considering. Yeah. Billy King scored two goals <laughs> and set one up. <laughs> yeah, um, but oh, oh, McCarty's just some of his flicks and his combination play down the left. I feel like I've said that on every single podcast at least seven times. But he just looks so confident. Yeah, he looks so confident. It's night and day from last year. And again, I'm going to say it again, Jordan McGee as well. You know, two fullbacks who are not scared to play football. You know, in the past we've seen players. Rob, Robbie Nielsen, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, sort of <laughs> resorting to to hit long or hit into the channels, but they're always looking for the short ball. They're always looking for the man who's in space, and it's it's great. That's what's the, that's kind of the interesting thing about Robbie Nielsen's whole coaching philosophy. As a player, he was well, he was limited, but I think I think he was intelligent in the way that he was limited because he just he did what he knew he could do. Yeah. Like, Robbie Nielsen didn't overplay because he knew he couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but he knows these players and he knows that they can. Yeah, absolutely. It's just absolutely everything about Robbie Nielsen I kind of love, to be honest with you. There's there's nothing to hate. His, his fashion again. Oh. oh, my goodness. He went back to the white shirt and, uh, mm-hmm. and grey coat. and It, it just it, it looked fantastic. And up against that 
prick Peter Houston, who I don't know why I don't like <laughs> again. But you know, it was it was it was lovely. Uh, just one other thing from the actual, well, a couple of other things from the actual match that I want to mention. First one was a really, really telling moment with Aline, who, uh, like Rob was saying, had certainly his best game as a Hearts yeah. uh, player today. Only the one slightly misplaced header, other than that, it was an excellent performance. And there was a moment uh, in the second half where he was sort of put under pressure and possession and passed it back to Jack Hamilton, and Jack Hamilton hoofed it out the park. And Aline just looked absolutely disgusted with him like, like what are you doing this is not our game don't you dare do that again and that's a fantastic thing to see yeah absolutely it's it's been drilled into every single player what mm-hmm. the game plan is the, the type and the style of football that we're meant to be playing and that we want to be playing consistently it's you know Ali Mosturk and Danny Wilson's skinned folk <laughs> So certainly, Danny certainly had a couple of times where he just dropped the shoulder and just breezed past people. To be honest with you, there was one one time down on the the sort of right back position next to the Wheatfield stand, mm-hmm. and he was getting closed down. I really wished it was Alan Mabry just to see he'd been skinned again, yeah. but it wasn't. Um, it was Spotty Bia I think is. Who, yeah, 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 and he he came charging in to close him down. Aline dinked it round him. <laughs> <laughs> Did him up like a kipper. Yes, indeed, and then ran on to it. it he lost the ball, but we won't. <laughs> yeah. But it, we it, won't focus on that. It was it's... just another orgasmic moment in a game full of such wonderful, wonderful money shots. <laughs> um, this uh, fabulous training regime that we've got—that's instilled the passing mentality in the players. I kind of wish we could have it for some of our fans, because even after a performance like that, there's still folk around me go, uh, like moaning when it gets passed back to the keeper or yelling, yeah. "Get it up the park." And I wonder about guys who've obviously been going to football week in, week out for 20, 30, 40 years. How have they not spotted yet how <laughs> to be good at football? Yeah, yeah. It's People get frustrated when basically any time you're not scoring a goal. <laughs> that was, that's, that's basically the, the crux of it. It's, it is annoying, but, you know, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, Danny gave them a, a little bit of ammunition by uh, fannying about a bit at the back. By falling over his own tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tripped on his nipple and uh, and uh, the wonderfully named Botia BAB slotted home. Uh, Jack didn't have much chance. It was, it was a good goal. It was a good goal. But I mean, obviously, we, we've missed out the fact that Osman Sow scored the goal. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so incident packed this game. Uh, Osman Sow, who. So many fucking goals! <laughs> <laughs> I got so many goals, I don't know what to do, baby. <laughs> uh, I do remember, though, a, a wonderful uh, lofted ball from midfield, a lofted pass rather than a hoof, which uh, so... A hoof? <laughs> I don't know whether so meant to control it with his shoulder, but by golly, he did. <laughs> just I really of, hope he did mean it. <laughs> just sort of shouldered it into his own path, breezed past Volks, who, again, as Champions defender, just went, oh, whatever, man. <laughs> I just, I want to go home. <laughs> it wasn't like this last week. It was easy at Easter Road. Why is this so hard? <laughs> and uh, then he scored a wonderful penalty. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, he made, he made Jamie McDonald look like a bit of an arse. Um, just with a, a simple little, not dummy in his run-up, but a, a wee sort of stumble almost. Mm. And um, great penalty. There's, there's not much much else that can be said. And like I say, shame that it made Jamie McDonald look like an arse because he did have a wonderful game back yeah. at Tynecastle and a great, great moment at the end where the Hearts ambassadors named him one of the man, uh, men, mans of the match. One of the men of the match. <laughs> Men's of the matches. Yes, uh, the mans. Mens. And, <laughs> mens. and uh, a standing ovation 
all around the grounds, which you know Jamie very uh, generously recognised. Didn't swing in the bar as we were actually trying to exhort him to do. Yeah, to be honest with you, he's dead to me now. <laughs> what a prick. Yep. So that was uh, Falkirk, and that was the end of uh, the first spell of this league. And like we said, we've come through it with flying colours, especially considering our rivals have been less than impressive. Yeah, that's that's 12 points, 12 goals <laughs> from the four games so far. Which is literally nine more points than Hibernian have. Nine full points more, because they are hilariously shit. And three of those points they gained only because Fucking they had... Fucking Aloha! <laughs> Aloha! <laughs> but the three points they only got then because they struggled at home to Livingston and they only got three they only got the win because of a fluke goal from their fucking goalkeeper. They should have one point if they'd actually bothered to play like gentlemen. The uh, best the best thing about this are, is that, you know, Aloha are completely fucking bobbins and one of the worst teams in the division by far. If not the worst, to be honest with you. They're, mm-hmm. they're not very good. And that's, you know, no disrespect to Aloha at all, you know. I think that is. I yeah. think that actually is quite a hefty amount of disrespect to Aloha. I don't know why I even said that. There's not going to be any Aloha fans listening, is there? <laughs> Fuck Aloha. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's Aloha really are quite a quite a terrible football team. Maybe in a, in a league slightly above their standard, mm-hmm. um, and they they still um, delivered a right good pumping to Hibs. So that wraps up the last wonderful week at Hart Midlothian, and uh, we come in once more as we always do to songs of the week and there is only one candidate for songs this week two assists sorry two goals one assist <coughs> how many assists one how many goals two and how many assists one and how many goals two that's Billy King <laughs> um, it's it's my turn to go first I believe yes yes, yes I believe yes, it is yes okay. after my absolute shitmare of Keating's songs last week <laughs> well if you want to score the goal, you put the king on it. If you need a corner floated, put the king on it. Don't be mad, Jamie Walker, if you're on the bench. If you want to score a goal, you put the king on it. Oh, 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 Was that Beyonce? That was Beyonce. That was Beyonce. That was Single Ladies by Beyonce. A fabulous single. And it has the word ring in it, which rings with king. Yep. And that's that's where we went with it. And that's that's where we are. Do you need any further analysis? No, no, that's absolutely fine. I've got what I need. Okay, good. Yep, so here goes my step up effort. Billy King, he is our winger. He's just a boy, but he now scores goals for fun. But he's named just like a hun. Oh, strong. Yes, yep. Oh, oh, I, I do enjoy the gag at the end as well. Billy. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know who's won that one. That's, to be honest with you, yours has dance moves. <laughs> That's true. I would <laughs> love to see the whole of Tancastle with like the, the ring finger in the air. <laughs> yes, shaking their booties. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a tough let's, let's call it a draw. Let's call it a draw. Let's shake hands. One for the cameras. And there we go. Thanks. Okay, uh, great. That great was a bit stuff. of visual comedy for your podcasting pleasure there. Um, a draw. A draw like gentlemen. Yes. Like the gentlemen that we are. <laughs> um, this is the last podcast for a good couple of weeks. It's an international break next week. And then while Hearts will be battling it out in the shadow of the rock in Dumbarton. Yep. It is Dumbarton, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. You can feel the research in this show. Fixtures. <laughs> um, 
Robert and I will both be in Spain for very different reasons. <laughs> yes, that's that's true. So there, there'll be no podcast following that game, unfortunately. So our next fixture, which we can cover, is at home to Cowdenbeath on the 20th of September, which will be another Saturday, so you can look out for something very, very shortly after that. If you want to get in touch with us with any thoughts or feelings about this show, uh, you can tweet me at Nicol Hay, N-I-C-O-L-H-A-Y. And you can tweet myself at, at RF Borthwick, that's R-F-B-O-R-T-H-W-I-C-K. Excellent. Well done. Thanks. Um, we are on email, on, uh, what is it? We have no cares at gmail.com. That's W-E-H-A... <laughs> no, you can... You can For fuck's sake. <laughs> Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Hey, baby! Amaruso, that's a run, it's a dive!